Hi, welcome to Lambert Park Church. Our vision is life with God for the world. Our mission is to invite everyone to follow Jesus with us through redemptive community, intentional discipleship, and everyday mission. We're so glad you're here. Stay tuned for the podcast coming right up. I invite over our friend Chan. Chan. Today we have a guest with us. Um, if you get the Thursday email, you'll know that today we have Chan Skalinder from Partners International. He's going to share with us a bit, and then we're going to do some conversation, yeah. and we're going to spend some time praying today for folks on the other side of the world. Um, a year and a bit ago, our missions team approached the elders with this seemingly out-of-nowhere suggestion, possibility mm. of sending a team to Moldova. And I don't know if any of us on the elders team knew where Moldova was or why. It felt so out of nowhere. Uh, Ross Harris, are you in the room? I'm sure Ross was the big driver initially of this. And at the time, uh, with COVID wrapping up and uncertainties, and we kind of were like, okay, let's wait on this. Let's hold this before God, see what God has. And then obviously, the conflict in Ukraine, uh, the invasion from Russia began. No, that's more. Am I, am I, I got my timeline wrong? Am I headed myself? Anyways, there is trouble happening. <laughs> and Moldova is a major place of receiving the refugees from Ukraine, those that are fleeing the conflict, and Moldova has entered into, for us, the sense of, oh God, you've actually initiated a conversation with a people in the world in a place of great critical need, and have we been learning about a wonderful ministry there called Beginning of Life Ministry, a holistic ministry in the heart of Moldova that is at the heart of the response of caring for the 500,000 Ukrainian refugees that have come across the border. And Chan... Um, has a unique story. He works with Partners International, but he, they are our agency that connects us to that part of the world. So we're going to start with Chan today, but first, I just wanted to ask you, Chan, uh, to tell us, how did you meet Jesus, and how did you end up as a, an American dude from where? Where were you born? I was born in South Dakota. South Dakota. Mm-hmm. End up having a heart and a calling toward people on the other side of the world in Soviet, former Soviet states. Yeah. So where did you meet Jesus? Well, I was, uh, I was actually a golf pro in Napa Valley in Northern California. And uh, yeah, it was a rough life. <laughs> I was living, you know, you, you know, you're living for yourself in that kind of context. And uh, my parents called me up and said, why don't you come hear this guy speak at this church in little, little storefront church in Vacaville, California. So I walked in that evening. It was an evening service midweek tired from work and that sort of thing. And uh, Jesus came and the Holy Spirit hit me so that my life turned around completely. Within a couple weeks, I'd quit my job. I, uh, I said, okay, I'm going full out for God. I read the Bible in 16 days and I said, okay, God, where, when, and how? And I was sitting on my couch in Northern California and I heard him say, I'm calling you to the Soviet Union and specifically Ukraine. And so, everything then changed for me, and that's what I did. I went after it. Awesome. All right, well, I'm gonna hand it over to Chan. Let me pray for him as he comes to open up scripture to us as a part of this morning. Lord, we just give you our brother. We thank you for how you 
you find your ways to find us. I thank you for your mercy and grace that uh, swept through Chan's family and led each of his siblings to you and last of all, him. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just give him to you as our brother that many of us don't know, um, but who is our brother in Christ and is helping um, Christians and people in need around the world, particularly Slavic nations and Slavic men and women who have moved around the world and planted themselves in places like Victoria and Saskatoon and Oregon and all over. And we ask today that you would open our hearts to receive what you want to speak through Chan to us today. Yeah, open our hearts, Lord, and speak. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Such a privilege and honor to be here with you this morning. Um, Slava Bohu, brate sestra. Yavatayevam, Sohodni. So I welcome you, brothers and sisters. Praise God. I said that in Ukrainian. I learned the language when I was there. And uh, it took me a few... It's, it's a totally different language. It's, it's got a Cyrillic alphabet, so it looks nothing like ours. Well, it does. The P, but is an R. So it does, it, it, there are some similar, similar things, but they're totally different. And, uh, um, but I want to talk about partnership. Because partnership is God's ideal. Not just his idea, It's his ideal that we would come together, first of all with him, then with one another, and then with those all around the world. He wants us to partner, to engage, to participate. You see, Christianity, it is not a spectator sport. None of us are on the sidelines. None of us are in the seats in the crowd. We're actually in the game. Anyone who's been called by Christ is in the game. And this requires something. It requires our participation, our intentionality to say, okay, God, not my will, but your will be done. And so God wants us to partner with him. That's the amazing thing. If you think about what Jesus did, he left heaven to come to earth. He was born as a babe in a manger in one of the, and you know, our, our nice little, um, uh, <clears throat> little scenes at, at Christmas time where it's this clean little barn with all these nice clean animals and that sort of thing. Well, that's nothing like what Jesus was born into. But that humility of God, the creator, coming down to earth, being born, and then that humility to go to the cross and die for us, And then the humility to leave earth into the hands of his church, empowered by the Spirit of God. So that's the partnership. Jesus left earth and said, okay, church, do it. But I'm going to be with you always. And so he says, through his great sovereignty, My glory will be seen by no other and through no other than the church. We display the glory of God and that's our partnership. 
So, as I get into this, I want to read Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 5. And it says, this is Paul speaking to the Philippian church. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So Paul, who was in Philippi, who helped plant the church there with his team, is commending the Philippians for being a partner in the gospel. What does that partnership look like? Well, they gave, right? They gave money. And in those days, it wasn't wire transferred. It wasn't done through, uh, through an e-transfer. It was sent in the pockets of those that they sent from Philippi to Paul, who was in house arrest in Rome at the time of writing this letter. And so Epaphroditus was sent by the Philippian church to go to Paul to minister to his needs and to take their sacrifice of offering to him. And so that's what he's commending them for, not just money, but the participation, the partnership with him, the going and saying, okay, Paul, we're with you. Here's Epaphroditus. He's going to minister to your needs. Sounds like a, a team going to another place. Much like the opportunity this summer that we're going to meet about after the service today. So partnership is each one of us doing our part, fulfilling the call of God on our lives. And when we freely do this, it's amazing, right? It's like God has this orchestra and we each play a part and we each play an instrument and he's, he's conducting it. And this beautiful symphony that displays the manifold wisdom of God on this earth, according to Ephesians chapter three. That's the partnership with God. C.S. Lewis, he said this in his book, The World's Last Night and Other Essays. For he seems to do nothing of himself which he can possibly delegate to his creatures. He commands us to do slowly and blunderingly what he could do perfectly and in the twinkling of an eye. He could do it all. He's got the power to do it all. But he wants to give us purpose and destiny. He wants us to participate. He wants us to yoke ourselves with him. Right? And when we talk about that yoke, it's not just so that we can rest. We can rest. But it's also about the picture of when two oxen come together. Right? One ox can, can pull approximately two to two and a half tons by itself. But when you put that yoke on them and the two oxen gather together and they begin to pull, they can pull up to 10 tons together. We do so much more when we yoke ourselves with Jesus. And at times in our lives, he rises up and runs forward and our feet aren't even touching the ground. He's carrying us. That's what this partnership looks like. So how did Jesus partner with the Father? Because he was partnered with the Father just like we are to partner with him. 
He took time away to pray. Prayer is vital. He took time away to be intimate with with his father. To discover what the father's will was for him. And what he wanted him to say. Because he said, "I, I speak nothing that the father hasn't spoken to me first. He took time to rest and recharge. In this society that we live in, in this context, in this culture, how many of us take time to rest and recharge in the arms of Christ? It's a discipline we need to start getting into. It's vital in our partnership with God to take time away with him, to hear his voice, to engage with him, Mother Teresa was asked by Dan Rather in an interview, how do you pray? She goes, I listen. And he goes, well, what does God say? Well, he listens. And then we engage. Matthew 28, 18, right? After spending this time with God, There's a purpose, a destiny, a walking out, an intentionality about it. That's the partnership with God. Second partnership is with one another, the community. Now, community is made up of people brought in by God because all of our time is in his hands. All our boundaries he has set. All our seasons he has purposed for us. In Acts 17, the, the, the preach on Mars Hill, Paul spoke that to them in Athens. And the community shares three things, right? We share vision, we share values, and we share ventures. The vision to see what God is calling us to do. Right? To understand that this is what we are called as a community to do. To impact our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And then we share values. The things, right? That are the application of his word to us that shape our practices as a community. And these shared beliefs help deepen relationships in each of us, right? And because we're together, because we share values, we're able to go anywhere and we represent each other. And we're able to impact the community around us. And then it's shared ventures. So once we have this, we understand the vision that God has given us. And we've applied the values in our lives then together we venture out and do the things that impact the world around us. And then finally, partnering with the church worldwide. We're going to see a video in a second of Sergei. And you guys have partnered in many different places. In the Sahel in North Africa, you've partnered. You've partnered in India, in, in Calcutta, where young girls and young boys were taking, taken into human trafficking. 
and you've worked with ministries that have set people free and you've laid down your lives and you've gone. And by going and giving, you are declaring that we are participating with what God is doing around the world. And God is doing amazing things around the world. I was uh, in YWAM, I was leading DTSs in, in Salem, Oregon for years. Right after my call, right after I got saved in 1988, by 1989 I was leading DTSs in, in, in Salem, Oregon. And we planted a work in Ukraine, a YWAM work in Western Ukraine, and then planted churches from there. And I remember, remember when Lech Walesa on the, on the, uh, in Poland, in Gdansk, right, in the shipyards, began to talk about freedom. And it took Poland 10 years before it became free. Well, in the Czech Republic, took them 10 months. In Hungary, it took them 10 weeks. And in Romania, it took them 10 days. We were praying right before Christmas in Romania in 1990. And Ceausescu, remember the scene, the city square of Timisoara, where the guard and the national police were shooting people. And at the forefront of that was Pastor Petru, a Baptist pastor. He was the leader of saying, we are living in an unjust country. And he rose up and his church rose up and he took me to that square years later. And there's still, you can see the bullet holes on the wall. And I asked him, what made you do it? What, what inside you made you rise up against this unjust regime? And I go, and how can we apply that to our lives? What does it look like? And he says, he goes, Christianity doesn't require Perfection. It requires courage. Partnership doesn't require perfection. It requires courage. The question we all ask ourselves, God, what do you want me to do? And when he answers, do we have the courage to do it? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this community, amazing people, who you brought from all over. And you've given them vision and purpose and destiny and each one, God, is an instrument in your hands to create an amazing symphony 
that the world would see and hear and be blessed by, Lord God. I just pray in Jesus' name that you would continue to deepen that calling in their lives, each one who's sitting here and those online, to follow, God, what you did. And that was to lay down your life and give it up for the cause of others. So thank you for each one here. I just pray your anointing, your blessing, the clarity of hearing your voice, and then the courage to step out and obey what you say, God. It's really our heart, God, is we wanna be obedient daughters, obedient sons, fulfilling the word of God in this generation and for the generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jan. Hello, hello. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. We're here today and having Chan share. We're here today because some other people somewhere else hundreds of years ago prayed for God's work somewhere else, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The church, we know Jesus today because someone else was courageous. Someone else persevered. Someone else prayed. Every single one of us. Um, and as a church, we, we have for years been shaped by a sense of God's, a conviction of God's calling to not just exist for ourselves or even just for our neighbors here, but also across the world. I think for a long time, we had this phrase, Gordon Head, Victoria, and the world. Now we talk about life with God for the world, and that still beats strong for us. And, mm. and yet it's easy sometimes to... Um, tap in, say yes to a partnership and not really embrace it as a partnership. Um, and there are women and men across the world uh, who are going through great trials and it seems that God is inviting us to partner with this ministry called Beginning of Life in Moldova. Um, we have a group of pe- people that today are going to be meeting after the service with Chan uh, who are very seriously uh, uh, exploring, maybe some have already committed to going this summer on a two-week trip to visit with these partners and some of them potentially to cross the border into Ukraine and visit some of the places of need there as well. We'll see, depends on what's going on. Um, As I pray for, pray about today and pray uh, for our, our partners in beginning of life that we don't really know yet, I just keep asking God to open our hearts to his heart that we wouldn't just passively send money, but we would open our hearts to our brothers and sisters um, and just people in need. Yeah. Um, so thank you for inviting us into that, Chan, uh, in what you've shared already. Um, this is God's invitation for us. I want to just read a passage of scripture and then we're going to watch a short video at Christmas, if you're a part of us, you know that we take an offering, an Advent, the season of Advent, our Advent project, and we give towards one of our partners beyond us, either locally or globally. And this year it was to, um, through Partners International to Beginning of Life and aid that was being taken across the border into some of the bombed out communities in Ukraine to where people have not fled across the borders but have stayed in Ukraine and giving them supplies. And so we're going to have a short video with Sergei 
um, Haloff, who's the executive director of Beginning of Life, to share a little bit of what that has looked like. I think we aimed to raise $10,000 and we raised 23,000? Yes. 26, 23,000? 23, mm -hmm. um, so that has helped and we will hear a bit about that. But I just want to read from Job, yeah, Job. <laughs> Job chapter 30, <laughs> verses 15 to 20 this morning. I was reading this this morning and just thinking about what we'd be sharing about. And just as I read this, struck, I was struck with how these words are written in a dark place that don't describe mine. And I, I know I've said before, mm. a mentor of mine years ago encouraged me to pray a psalm every day. And is that my fault? Um, encouraged me to pray a psalm every day and, and gave me the counsel that you will get to psalms that aren't, don't speak your experience and don't give up. Because I used to always do that. I'd get to like Psalm 7 and I'd just stop because I'm like, this isn't me today. Mm -hmm. And they said, there's someone else in the world for whom that prayer is needed. So pray it for them. Mm. And so reading this text today in Job, I was struck with, this is not for me today but it's for someone else in the world. So here are these words. Job 30, verses 15 to 20. Terrors overwhelm me. My dignity is driven away as by the wind. My safety vanishes like a cloud. And now my life ebbs away. Days of suffering grip me. Night pierces my bones. My gnawing pains never rest. In his great power, God becomes like clothing to me. He binds me like the neck of my garment. He throws me into the mud, and I am reduced to dust and ashes. I cry out to you, God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. Now we know that God that we've sung about this morning is the God of the cross, who has suffered for us, but there are seasons, times, places, long That's wildernesses right. where that is not what our hearts feel, what our experience says to us. And we have brothers and sisters around the world who are praying prayers like this today and who need us to pray for them and to care and not just go on. Um, to be thankful for the grace that God has given us, yes, but also to care for the suffering of others. And so we're going to pray in a few minutes together for um, men and women in Moldova and Ukraine. But we're going to start with just a short video. Thanks, Russ. Dear brothers and sisters, God's peace be with you and your families and your churches. We are so thankful for your participation in what is happening now in the new realities of nowadays, of war, refugee crisis, being of life together with the network of local churches have been serving to the refugees since the very beginning of this war. As you know, probably Moldova have received over 500,000 people and to the population of 2.5 million, it was enormous pressure but we were welcoming these people, knowing that they need help and assistance. At the moment, in Moldova, I think about 78,000 who still wait the end of the war. Half of these people who are staying in Moldova are children and teenagers. And because of that, beginning of life is serving these people. They are providing all 
yeah, holistic assistance. So we are providing as material assistance with all living necessities, food, water supplies, hygiene sets, as well as accommodation, yeah, kits that allow people to find yeah, normal sleeping conditions. And we put a special emphasis in, on restoration and integration of people. Because of that, we have included refugees into our centers. Yeah, early child education center, yeah, urban teens outreach clubs, and uh, psychological art studio. This way we help them to restore, to find healing and integration process. As well, we continue to serve in the two big refugee centers yeah, in Moldova who have a capacity of about 600 people and this way we serve those who still need so much help and we provide by these teams, we provide an educational, psychological and social support which is so needed to these people who have lost their lives, their homes and we hope that God will make a difference through that. So thank you for your participation, for your support. It, very, it is very important for us and for people whom we serve. God bless you. We were supposed to have Sergei with us, uh, but the Canadian government didn't approve his travel visa, so <laughs> yeah. would have been wonderful to have had him here. It would have been great. Yeah. Um, there's a few videos. We won't share them all today. We might share another one in the email this week. I was struck as I watched this video. You, Moldova is the most impoverished nation in Europe, the highest levels of unemployment. Am I saying that right? That's correct, yeah. Um, two and a half million people, and then 500,000 refugees come through the border in, in incredible need into refugee camps, and often those ref they live in refugee camps for years, maybe a decade. Yeah. Um, so, and yet, in God's sovereign grace, this beautiful ministry, Beginning of Life, has been ex in existence for some time now, specifically born to care for, I think primarily, initially, young people, women, who were being sex trafficked. Um, Moldova is one of the pathways, one of the primary pathways of exploitation, and drugs into Russia. Into Europe, Western Europe. Into Western Europe. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they've existed for years. They have counselors, psychologists on their team. They have a beautiful, holistic ministry. No, they are skilled in walking with people with trauma, with PTSD. And all of a sudden, 500,000 refugees come across the border into the country. There are 85 agencies working together in Moldova at the beginning of, the, of this crisis. Yes. And beginning of life was at the center of it. That's right. Leading the charge in caring for these refugees. Today, there are 12 agencies. The attrition over the last year and a bit has taken a toll on yeah. these agencies and they've all had to step back to other things that's or right. take breaks. And beginning of life has stayed at the center of it, helping coordinate all that's happened. They are a weary people. There's 35 people on their team. 35 and 60 volunteers, yeah. Um, so, Chan uh, got a note on WhatsApp this morning uh, from Sergey with a few prayer requests. Mm -hmm. So, uh, tell us what those are, and then we're going to take a few minutes and pray together. Sure. Well, the team is, uh, um, they've been going flat out. It's, we know that the year anniversary just passed of the war beginning. And so, so over a year now, they've been the center of the, the relief efforts. To, so, they set up a 24-7 hotline that's at every border post and it calls into their call center. 
They set up um, uh, ways to get people into housing. So they are participating with all of those. The, the first one that you saw, the first refugee center, is the UN one. It's the biggest one that they have where they put up those, uh, those bouncy castles and stuff. And so they're coordinating the, uh, um, with the UN, they're coordinating the, the ministry to the, to the refugees. So they're doing the, the, the holistic um, uh, um, trauma counseling, et cetera. And uh, they're amazing. And then um, uh, the other place was a Baptist conference that you saw where they were, had all the kids. And that is full of children. I was, because I can speak the language, I was the one running the bouncing castles, right? And so, so you know, get off of there. Hey, no, you can't hit your sister. Sorry. But uh, um, it, it was so much fun because I, I did like a VBS. So before they could, as they saw that castle there, I would sit them all down and we would talk about Jesus and what he does and who he is and 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 they continue that right I just I got to do it for a week they get to do it for a year and uh, they love it and so so please pray for their staff because they've been going hard for over a year now and they're going to take the month of June off so they can be rested and ready for Lambrick's team that comes in July. <laughs> for their own summer. Yeah, and for their own summer as well. And they have summer camps starting first week of July until September. So for two months straight, they'll be doing youth and uh, children's camps. And so uh, pray for them. Um, tomorrow, a, a truckload is going down into Odessa. Odessa's been um, uh, a site of missile attacks. The army didn't come that far, but... From the, from the Black Sea, missile attacks have come into Odessa, and they're taking a truckload of supplies to, to the churches down there, and the churches distribute and making, making sure that they're um, looking after the people there. And that's part of what you guys have done, right, is uh, um, uh, with that 23,000, we were able to fill two trucks to go into Ukraine, so it's amazing. Russ, can you put this slide up? Russ, can you put that slide up for us? Thanks. Um, I, 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 we want to pray. I want to take a, a few minutes here. Uh, we don't, I know some of us don't like praying out loud. You don't have to. But I do want us to break into, just turn to some people around you. No groups of 15. Like, <laughs> we're talking three, okay? Or two or three or four. And there's a few requests. I've put the Lord's Prayer there because I think sometimes in moments like this, especially when you're praying for nations, Things on the other side of the world just feel, I've felt at times like, well, how do I pray? What do I pray mm -hmm. for? Jesus himself invites us to pray for these things, for God's kingdom, for God's name to be hallowed, um, for him to be revealed, for his will to be done, for provision of daily need, for forgiveness, for reconciliation and relationships, for rescue, for deliverance. These are all things we can pray for. And then I've just listed here, um, can pray for the aggressors, you know, um, those who are standing against others and causing a nation to have to flee. Pray for those who are suffering. Pray for those that are ministering, the staff at the beginning of life. And lastly, specifically, tomorrow, uh, there are, are uh, trucks driving to Odessa to seek to deliver supplies, and we want those supplies to get to where they want to go. Can I ask one question before this? <laughs> you can't say no. Um, <laughs> Who among us have Slavic heritage uh, represent the countries that are touched by this? Would you stand? Just, mm -hmm. you, you don't need to all announce, but I'm just wondering, <laughs> yes, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so this is family. Thank you. You can have a seat. This is family. This is friends. Um, aunts and uncles, grandparents. This is heritage. And this is just brothers and sisters in our world. So can we break into groups for five minutes and pray? So go for it. And not everyone has to go around the circle and pray, but somebody pray and others say amen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Go for it. <laughs> circle up. Don't take five minutes to do introductions. Just uh, let's say let's pray.